0: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's for a long time. Man, hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Saints of the most high. All right. All right. right. We're, We're a little off a little bit here. Got some clapping, double clapping. Come on now. Got to get things together. Come on, y'all. Amen. Good time to be alive, ain't it? All right. We have an assignment tonight. It's to receive. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Dear Heavenly Father, we bless you in this place. We give you glory. We honor you. There's nobody like our Father. We welcome you in this place today in the hearts and the minds of the people. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place, Father, bring correction, reproof. Father, we know you say your word; it's always profitable, yeah. Father. Lord, it always has a dividend. It always comes back, Father. We thank you right now that it shall produce, Father, today in the hearts and the mind of the people. Your דבר, your word, Father. We honor you in this place. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We un- bless you, Father. Just fill us, Father, with that love, that joy, Father. That joy that doesn't come from the world, but the joy that comes from you, supernatural joy. So we bless you in this place. We honor you. It's in his son's name, Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish yes. that which I sent it to <laughs> Ooh, Worship something else. I, I'm going to teach you on that because it's some things that we don't know. It's some things that we don't know about it, but I'm going to teach you on it. I'll give you a little, a little, it'll be like a sidebar on Sunday. Hopefully it'll be all right so we can get some things. It's a few things that I think we're missing when it comes to worship. Mm, man. How's everybody doing? It's Friday night. I know what I used to be doing. I'm glad I'm doing this, though this is forever. My goodness. I thought I saw Renee here. Oh, everything all right? Oh, okay. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's my shepherd in me. I got to take an account. (laughs) Everybody doing good? I mean, are y'all excited? I mean, it's Friday. Feeling good. Man. My son is coming down. He's on his way, and I get to see my grandkids. All my I'm happy. I'm excited. My God. Man, he, he get to get a filling. Okay. All right. All right. In, in the army, he get to get a filling. I want him filled up till it overflows. Amen. He has an awesome anointing for prayer. Just got to bring it out. Amen. All right. Man. I think we need to grow in our love. (laughs) It it is always you should be. Uh, First things first, though. First things first. First things first. I'm just going to make my connection with you. I might have to sit, come out in the crowd and sit by you. Rock with you a little bit. Might have to rock with you. Get you, get you alive. Hey, Renee,
1: good to see you. All right, amen.
0: All right, all right. Good to see everybody. What's up, chat? You doing, chat? Good to see you, man. All right, all right. Everybody healthy? Yes. All right, I know. My wife just got back from Vegas. Everybody. Mm mm. Thank you, Father. Man, she said that was something else. It's changed since I've been over. Anyway. Got worse. The Bible said things are going to get worse and worse. All right. So they're cleaning out the swamp. People don't know what I'm talking about here. They're draining it. They're cleaning it out. Okay. Come on, y'all. Y'all represent the kingdom. not the Democratic or Republican Party or Independent. You represent the kingdom. Yes. Yes. We can't win. Anyway, you need some identification? All right, okay. Well, and it's funny that you, you said that. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm... In, it's a funny way to say that, though. It's, uh, we just came out of that two-beat um, shavat. That is the um, inspection of the trees. Of the fruit, mm. you still should be inspecting your fruit. Well, amen. That's what you're supposed to be doing—producing fruit. Oh man, we not okay. All right, you—I mean, are we excited? Man, yeah. is there a spirit of slumber in the house? <laughs> With that little fun, so we need to be inspecting. Uh, our fruit. Do you have any fruit? Are you producing any fruit? You know, it's a. I think it's in Deuteronomy. I'm not sure if it's 12, 20. But it even tells you at times of war, do not destroy the trees that produce fruit because you're going to need to eat. Mm. This is, it's so important. Okay, all right. Rocket minister, can you go to Proverbs? This is just something prior to we start going to growing our love Just we're talking about fruit. Just something real quick here make a couple of scriptures. Uh, Proverbs 27 18. You got New King James? Yeah. I think you got both of those up on there New King James and Amplify. Go
1: ahead, do it. Do it. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits on his master will be honored. Mm. These
0: are important things for us to look at. Whosoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. He who awaits on his master will be honored. You got to do something. Okay, he who keeps, tend to, cultivates, guard. Go ahead, read it in the Amplified.
1: Whoever tends the fig tree shall eat its fruit. So he who patiently and faithfully guards and heeds his master shall be honored. Okay,
0: key words that we're going to talk about master. We're going to talk about, oh, what's this? uh, February, y'all. Okay, we're gonna talk about slavery. <laughs> I'm gonna talk a little bit about that uh, but love just a little make us understand something what we're reading right here. Um, so you need to tend to this tree. you need to tend to it and it needs to be cultivated. your faith. you need to keep it protect it. Yeah. see this is this is what we talking about fig tree. And if you're, you're supposed to produce, you're supposed to be producing. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You, that means you're keeping watch over it, guarding, making sure nothing comes in, right? Okay. So uh, let's go here. Let's keep this thing going here. Go to Matthew 24. Matthew 24 and uh, 32, 32, uh, through the Amplified, 32 and 33, uh-huh, let's tie this in, ready, this is Jesus talking, okay,
1: from the fig tree, learn this lesson. As soon as its young shoots become soft and tender, and it puts out its leaves, you know of a surety that summer is near. So also, when you see these signs, all taken together, coming to pass, you may know of a surety that he is near and at the very doors.
0: Okay, hold on. Hold on, he said. Now learn this parable. You got to do something. Don't just read it. Now, learn this parable. I just talked to you about the fig tree in Proverbs, about guarding, keeping watch. So, you know, Matthew 24, this is the Olivet Discourse. That means this is something that you need to do that you're not doing. Okay. This is something that the body of Christ need to do that we're not doing. We're not watching. We're too busy. We're about self-help, bettering you. Instead of keeping watch, okay. Jesus, this is a command. Go ahead and get your dates, Babylon. This is a command. <laughs> Learn this parable from the fig tree. It's always that fig tree, ain't it? It won't produce it, and he said, "What? Die yes. from the root." What if it's attached to die? It's not producing what it's supposed to be doing. It's not. Are you doing? Are you producing what you are supposed to be doing? Learn this parable. This ain't any teaching. This is just to get you where we got to go. See. Okay, drop down to forty-two. Same, same chapter. Go to 42 and 44.
1: Watch, therefore.
0: Oh, here we go again. He's telling you to do something. Watch.
1: Give okay. strict attention. Mm. Be cautious and active. For you do not know in what kind of a day, whether a near or remote one, your Lord is coming. Uh-uh. You also must be ready, Therefore. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him.
0: This is why it's important. I'm talking about inspecting your fruit. Because you don't know when he's coming. Yes. But you're not keeping watch over your fruit. I'm just, see, this is what happened in the body of Christ. They keep teaching us all these things. And your job is to stay on watch for your Lord that He's coming. Now we distracted by all these other things, what's happening, what's going on? What's in the dossier? What, all these things that are going on, and we're not keeping watch. And he said, "I need you to pay attention to this parable. But you're so consumed with relationships. You're so consumed. What's your situation? You're not keeping watch. You're not, you're not, you're not. Oh, Your fruit needs to be inspected. This is why he's telling you to watch because when he comes, you don't know when he's coming, but you need to be ready. Amen. See, nobody's, te- pastor's not teaching this. They're too busy teaching you about you and developing you. And we're leaving out him. I told you, this gospel is about a king and his kingdom. See, if you understand that, you won't allow the erroneous teaching to come in. Because we don't know what the real gospel is. One of your jobs is to produce fruit. Real simple. I mean, I can show a video if you want. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, this is what happened when, when, when you're pastoring. See, this is what people don't. My job is to make sure that you are. He said that you don't want to come unaware. Yes. Right. Okay, 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 hold on. <sighs> okay, let's read that again. Let's. You going to amplify and, and I said 42 and 40 44, okay? Let's, 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 let's re-examine.
1: Watch, therefore, give strict attention. attention. Be cautious and active.
0: Cautious and active. Yes. You have to do something. Yes.
1: For you do not know in what kind of a day whether a near or remote one, your Lord is coming. Mm. But understand this, had the householder known in what part of the night, whether in a night or morning, watch the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have allowed his house to be undermined Mm. and broken into. Mm. Mm. You You also must be ready, therefore, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him.
0: I didn't know I I was supposed to forgive. I didn't know I was supposed to be a good steward over the resources that you gave me. You must be ready, therefore, for the Son of Man is coming. At an hour when you do not expect him. See how they they got us so consumed with us and my situations and distracts me from seeing him. Maranatha. See, it distracts us from our focus, your situation, your circumstances, your failed relationships, your divorce. All these things are distracting us. From his coming. And this is what we are supposed to be aware of. No matter what. These mild afflictions. See, we're distracted. Our focus on him is not. They teach us to put the focus on us. And I told you, it's about the king and his kingdom. Anything else? Distraction. So a lot of teaching that you hear, it's soulish. It's to develop you. Instead of the word is supposed to conform you. Transform you into the righteousness of God. It's supposed to do that. And we're not allowing the word to take root. Distraction. The word is powerful can be misused. It can be misconceived. It can be redirected. Oh, man. Okay, I got one more for you since we... (laughs) He wants us. When you read that scripture, he's telling us, he's beckoning us, stay focused on me. Because I'm coming. Don't let nothing else distract you because I'm coming. See, we don't live, we don't walk in our faith like that, that He's coming. Okay, that's true. That's true. Then, see, if we really do that, then I can, if we understood brotherly love and how we're supposed to serve one another, see, we could help each other, but we don't. We don't do that. This is so much that we got to. Matter of fact, go to Matthew. Let's stay right there for a minute. Go to Matthew 25. Oh, I know you all heard this. I know this one. One thing to know it and then have revelation of it. Have it be revealed to you. Matthew 25. Let's just start at verse 1.
1: Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins.
0: Hold on. We, we back. We in the red again. Okay. Make sure you know who's talking. Let's go.
1: Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins mm. who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, thoughtless, without forethought. And five were wise, sensible, intelligent, and prudent. Stop. Five were foolish. Right.
0: Thoughtless, right? Mm-hmm. Without what?
1: Forethought.
0: Forethought. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were all brides, though. Yeah. That, okay. All
2: right. Ooh.
0: The believer must watch for the Lord's return. Okay. He must be wise and not foolish in his watching. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the point of this parable in this passage in Matthew 25, 13. The parable of the ten virgins and the five foolish and the five wise. I know the word. I go to church. If some Sundays I go. <laughs> is that the foolish or the wise? Okay. Of course, you know, the bridegroom uh, is Christ, right? Okay. The virgins are the believers. <laughs> All professors of, uh, of religion. Okay. Listen to this. The first five <laughs> virgins are genuine believers. See, that's a key word in this thing, genuine. Genuine. The the five wise virgins are the genuine believers. The five foolish virgins are the false believers. Those who have a false profession. Okay. The lamps, of course, represents the lives. That is, the testimony, the witness, the heart, and the profession of the virgins, profession believers, the lamp. Okay, all right. The oil is the provision of righteousness, the supply of the Holy Spirit. That is, to fill the lamps, their lives, of the profession or the professing believers. Just need some fresh oil. Okay. So we, we have, he said, learn these things. Learn, learn these. Their, their, their job was to keep watch. To make sure no false doctrine. To make sure no false messiah. To make sure no false bride or groom comes to. I'm preserving. I've been betrothed. I know I've been bought and paid. That's what the betrothed means. You've been bought. Because if I needed to marry you, I needed to pay for you first. The ransom has been paid. You've been bought with a price. You've been betrothed, all of us. And he's coming back for his bride. Okay. He's coming back for the consummation. Not an annulment. You do that when you don't have a witness. Wow. You annul his works. Okay. That's why he uses a wedding all the time. All right. Okay. You have to have a testimony. A witness. See, the real testimony is that you kept the faith.
2: Awesome.
0: That you endured. Amen. That you persevered. That you stood and you was vigilant. See, that's the real testimony. You didn't falter under the weight. Hmm. Okay. I guess now we're ready to grow our love. (laughs) I mean, it is a disservice to preach and preach and preach and never prepare you. For that day that he comes and he's looking for a that's spotless, wrinkle-free, no blemishes. But if I keep just teaching you about your situation that you just seem to never get out of, never have victory over, Never have a consciousness of your righteousness in God. Still in condemnation. See, this, this, this doesn't prepare you for that day. My job is to prepare you for his coming. And that don't mean I need to tickle you and make you feel good. But this is how they teach us and You should be upset. They're not preparing us. My job is to prepare you ready when you stand before God. Anything else is foolishness. My job is to make sure that you, that you come out of your sin. That you be delivered of your pride. See, we're not teaching like this and people just come in and there's no change, no deliverance. You're still the same. you still selfish. You still won't give it all to him. And he requires all. Willingly. <laughs> Why we just been. I mean. I'm looking at these. Pastor's job. Is to make sure you stay on the path. Thank you. And if you have an issue. Submitting to that. Talk to God because that's his divine order. See, most 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 men have a problem submitting to authority. They 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 feel that I'm not going to give that to you. You're not going to control me. I don't want to control you. The Holy Spirit leads and guides you. He you yield to him. See, this is this is one of the things, you know, one of the things I'm gonna deal with tomorrow when I, you know, it's Saturday, I gotta deal with the men. We're gonna be talking. I got a few minutes, so I'm gonna hit you hard. Yes. No, not yet. Mm -mm, Not ready yet. So this right here gonna parlay into Sunday teaching. Okay. Amen. Be here. I don't know what that word is funny to me though. Parlay, <laughs> gonna lead you, Jesus parlayed, no, he, didn't. no, he didn't do that. But he builds upon precept upon precept. So what you're learning today has to be a stepping stool to the next thing that we're going to talk about. There's only one story. What happens is we're so undeveloped. We're so spiritually undeveloped. And then, you know, I was talking to the bishop, they, uh, the apostle, excuse me, and they want me to identify first with their carnality. They've been dealing with their carnality too long, and I'm not going to deal with their carnality because that's not who you are. You know how to deal with that. I need to deal with that spirit man. Amen. That's what I shepherd. I don't shepherd the the flesh. I don't shepherd the carnality. I shepherd the spirit man. Because the spirit man, that's the one's gonna get the new incorruptible suit. Doesn't matter. I'm not gonna identify to you with your flesh. That's right. Just be led of the spirit. Amen. That's the best thing. Everything. I got one, two claps. Amen. And don't be afraid to inspect your fruit. If it's bruised, it's bruised. You know, you know when you, you got that little bad spot on the apple and you cut just enough, deep enough, you can get that thing out. You can't tell that it was damaged. That's you too. You got to cut just a little deeper. You're prideful. Let me cut a little deeper and get that out of you. See, this is it. This is this is what we, we are so. I mean, is there any real pastors? I'm sure, they are. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Because his focus has to be. The focus of the past has to be your final, your final day. That's where my focus should be on your final day. Did I prepare you? Did you do and I do what we're supposed to do? Did you hear the right thing so you could be developed? Or did you hear the wrong thing to make you feel comfortable? I' supposed to come in here to feel comfortable? You're <laughs> supposed to come in here to be changed? conform into the word of the living God. That's what you're supposed to be. Mmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, Y'all learned something? See, you if you hear the word and it don't convict you, it should convict you. It should convict you that I need to be better. I need to be prepared. Speak that thing again, Pastor, because I'm not producing that part. I'm too far from the vine. I need to be closer. The closer I am to the vine, the more fruit I can produce. Tell me I'm wrong. See, this is what we won't do. Woo! I'm coming up short. What's wrong with me? Have you ever asked yourself, what's wrong with me? Hold on. How come I can't see what they see? How come I'm blind in this area? Mm. You got to have a talk with yourself. How come I'm hearing all this word, yet I'm still the same? Oh, my good. Paul said, it's me. This is what I'm saying. We take this word and we, we, we just be doing what we want to do with it instead of allowing it to be. It is supposed to conform you into the very image of God. Yes. It's supposed to. Man, oh, nobody is. No, there's no truth. It seems like there's no truth in the truth. seems like it's, okay. it's hard to find the, the truth. How come I'm the same? How come I have no desire? How come my conversation is still the same? How come my belief is stagnant? Only on what I can see. How come I don't believe the word? I just. I mean, can I take a drink? Maybe I don't understand all that he did for me. Maybe I just don't grasp or comprehend all that he did for me. Maybe I don't have a deep understanding of hell, total separation. How co- maybe I don't see myself in hell. I'm just saying, how come I, I struggle... To see his ability. How come I struggle still in yielding to him? How come I'm not passionate? I just don't understand when they drove that stake, those nails through him. I don't understand. What that represented. I don't understand when they took that cat of nine tail and whipped me all the night long and my I mean my organs were exposed and I still won't bow my knees to him. How come I don't understand that? How come I, I don't have feelings toward that? See we I believe. Well, then that means you're going to believe in his suffering. Right. No, we don't know him in his suffering. This is why it's hard to attach to his word. You've been conformed to his word. He said that right there can't come back to me void. You. I'm going to send my my word to do what it's supposed to do. It's called salvation. And it shall accomplish that what I sent it to do. That's what reconciliation is. I'm coming back. I'm going to be reconciled. Uh, when I come back, will I find faith? Or will I find houses, cars, and helicopters, and jets? And I mean, is that, that's not what he's coming back for. But they teach you that because if you don't have those things, you are not righteous. You don't have faith. You don't have faith. Yeah they do. That's how i been that's how I was taught. You going, you might go to hell if you don't produce those things. Weeping and mashing of teeth. That's what perversion of sculpture. I'm supposed to present myself to him as the word. That's what I'm supposed to come with. I'm looking for faith in him, not in what he does. Your faith is in him and him alone. Do you find joy in knowing that? Is that joy? Okay, we don't know what real joy is. Joy is supernatural. Joy is from God. Okay. Now y'all talking about the world joy because that means it, it it means you have stuff. That's that's not joy. Okay. All right. Okay. Woo. Okay. Maybe we can get in here. Y'all like pastor? You need some? Give me some scripture. I did. I did give you some. Let's find some more. Let's find some more. Uh. Go go to him. I don't want to. I tell you, our shepherds are, are, are leading. The Bible says that many of them are going to lead y'all astray and then leave you, abandon you. Okay. And then abandon you. If you call to be a shepherd, you better know. You, be- <laughs> you better know you call for it. You better know. It is. Just to care really care. He mean he really trusts you with a gift. With him. Let's go. Hmm. Okay, I want to do this first. I'm gonna kind of work backwards if y'all don't mind. Can I do that? All right. For the Philippians? May not be able to get to everything in here, but I at least want her to read it. And if I get a chance to break it down, I mean, I may not get it all in here, but at least let's get started. Uh, Philippians chapter one, and start it. Matter of fact, we're gonna do one through ten. Can we do that?
1: Paul and Timothy bond service of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, to all the saints, God's consecrated people mm. in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the bishops, overseers, and deacons' assistants. <laughs> Grace, favor, and blessing to you. and heart, peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. In every prayer of mine, I always make my entreaty and petition for you, all with joy, delight. I thank my God for your fellowship, your sympathetic cooperation and contributions and partnership in advancing the good news, the gospel, yeah. from the first day you heard it until now. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting Uh. and bringing it to full completion in you. It is right and appropriate for me to have this confidence and feel this way about you all because you have me in your heart and I hold you in my heart as partakers and sharers, one and all with me of grace, God's unmerited favor and spiritual blessing. This is true, both when I am shut up in prison And when I am out in the defense and confirmation of the good news, the gospel, for God is my witness, how I long for and pursue you all with love in the tender mercy of Christ Jesus himself. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth and acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment, Mm. so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital (laughs) and approve and prize what is excellent Mm. and of real value, Mm. recognizing the highest and the best (laughs) and distinguishing the moral differences, and that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless, so that with heart sincere and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble.
0: Okay, hold on. See, he's preparing them for that day. Oh, do 11.
1: May you abound in and be filled with the fruits of righteousness, of right standing with God and right doing, which come through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, to the honor and praise of God, that his glory may be both manifested and recognize. Oh my
0: God, isn't that just beautiful? This, this is what Paul is doing. He's preparing them for that glorious day, that mission. Oh, my goodness. Wasn't that powerful? Did y'all feel that? Did y'all? That's your boy, life. Oh, my God. It's so much. It's so much in here. Oh, man. Where do I start, Lord? Where do I start here? Oh, my goodness. That door wide open, huh, teacher? (laughs) Woo! I I like this, and I kind of started with verse 3. I love everything. The the first part is so good, and how Paul writes is so good, because uh, let, let me examine that real quick. Let me examine that. This right here, the Philippians church, is a, is a mark of a healthy church. And y'all know, periodically, we have to do those examinations. Are we a healthy church? That means, are you healthy? Okay, all right. All right. This is kind of an unusual greeting there um, when you first read that. He doesn't refer to himself in the user as an apostle. Why? There was no need for him to defend his call of God. His relationship with the church at Philippi was just what it should be a relationship founded and rooted in Christ Jesus. See, this is what, this is, this is a job that a pastor has to make sure. That he's doing, making sure that we're rooted, grounded in him, not in you. They turn it so much to make it about you. Amen? Okay. My goodness. Listen to this. Paul really cared for them. A healthy church, uh oh, with peaches, minister. Check this. This is so good. I'm just kind of moving here. A healthy church disciplines young people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Paul and Timothy see a father. What you see them, you see a father and a son in the faith the adult and the younger person, together. There was a deep affection that bound Paul and Timothy together. The affection found its root and purpose in the mission of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul contributed the wisdom and experience, and Timothy the hope and vibrant energy of the youth. It should be, I want you to note something right here uh, that the adult Paul is mentioned first. The adult always holds the premier responsibility and privilege of taking hold of the young, the young people, and making disciples out of them. Mm -hmm. I told y'all, Hitler and a couple other folks, Mussolini, said, if I could get. Your young people, if I could just find the song, the melody, I'll have the whole nation just by the young people. If I could just get them. Mm Mm-hmm. See, we got work to do. We're we're doing all these other things here. We we got the example right in front of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Get ready, youth. That means you have to be attached to... An older person that has wisdom Amen. and experience. Okay, and if you're still struggling, there's gonna be some issues. You can't develop or reproduce anything. Not yet. Mm, here's another idea: starting your home. Okay, start there. Mm-mm. This was the command of the Lord's great commission. Therefore, the believer must always keep his focus upon finding young people and making disciples of them. Okay, you want to know your assignment? There's one right there. Oh. I want to go here too. Before I go any other further. This, I just like, Holy Spirit, just give you exactly what you need. A healthy church... in verse 1 here a bond servant of Christ Jesus the Messiah to all the saints God's consecrated people a healthy church servants or serves Jesus Christ really serves him the word servant is in is the word bond slave i know you heard that before right in the greek bond slave this is a Distinct difference between a servant and a slave. A servant is free to work for whomever he wishes. A slave is brought and purchased completely and totally owned by the master. A slave is a bond. he's, He's bond by law to this master. He's bond by law to the master. Paul calls himself and Timothy slaves of Jesus Christ, didn't he? See, if we look at the slave market back in Paul's day, it showed more clearly what Paul meant when he said he was a slave of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The slave was owned by its master or by his master. He was totally possessed by the master. This is what Paul meant. Paul was purchased and possessed by Christ. Christ had opened up or had looked upon him and had seen his degenerate and needful condition. Like he looked at all of us. And when Christ looked, the most wonderful thing happened, though. Christ loved him and brought him. See, most slaves don't. They, most slaves ain't buying you because they love you. But he did. He brought him because he loved him. My God. Therefore, he was now the possession of Christ. The slave exists for his master and he had no other reason for existence. He had no personal right whatsoever. The same was true with Paul. He existed only for Christ. Do you exist only for Christ? His rights were the rights of only Christ. Okay, I'm going to say it again. His rights were the rights of Christ only. What about me? What I want to do? The slave earned or served his master and, had, and he existed only for the purpose to serve. Paul said, I'm a, I'm a bond servant. I'm a slave to Christ. My only existence existence now and purpose is to serve him. Mm -hmm. He was at the master's disposal. (laughs) Send me, Lord. I'll go. (laughs) He was at the master's disposal. Any hour and any day. Are you like that? I, I, I'm going to answer that spirit, too. I'm going to answer that spirit. Uh, we, we ain't no longer. We're friends now. I'm going to get you on that one. Day. Just hold tight. We're no longer slaves. We're no longer servants. We're friends now. I'm going to get you. I'm going to show you something. Hold up. Hold up before y'all go and say, Pastor, wait a minute. I'm not a slave. Okay, hold on. Just, just listen, okay? You come to receive today, right? The slave's will belongs to his master. He was allowed no, he was he was not, he was allowed no will and no ambitions, other than the will and ambitions of the master. He was completely ooh, subservient to his master. And owed, listen, and owed totally total obedience. Total obedience to that fact. How y'all serving? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He was completely sub- subservient to the master and owed and old total obedience to the will of the master. Paul belonged to Christ, he belonged to him. And in fact, even said that, that he fought and struggled to bring every thought into captivity. Oh my goodness, Paul was it. I'm, I'm going to be that obedient, I'm going to struggle to bring all these crazy thoughts into the captivity. Of Christ. Mm-mm, no. Oh, see, that's in that suffering right there. Ooh, struggle to bring every to captivity, to the obedience of Christ. This is number five here. This is the, This is the fifth one. The most precious thing that Paul meant by his being a slave to Jesus Christ, he meant that he had the highest and most honored and kingly, Profession in the world. Oh, y'all don't look at, see, I got to do this and I got to come here and I got to do this. See, Paul, see, his, his perspective was different. Paul said here, he said, wait a minute. Being a slave to Christ. He said, it's the highest and most, it's the most honored and kingly profession in all the world. Men of God. The greatest men of history have always been called the servants of God. Mm-hmm. It was the highest title and honor to be a believer. The highest. Okay. Ooh, man, the believer. Slave or slavery to Jesus Christ. Is no. Cringing, cowardly, or shameful subjection. It is the position of honor. The honor that bestowed upon a man the privilege and the responsibilities of serving the king of kings and the lord of lords. I am a slave to him. Paul was like, this is what he was saying. Moses was a slave to God. Okay. Joshua was a slave to God. Y'all get your scripture right there. Deuteronomy for Moses is Deuteronomy 34, 5. Psalms 105. I'm just saying, you're going to get the tape. We got it there. Malachi 404, 4, and 4. Joshua was a slave to God. Joshua 24, 29. David was a slave to God. 2 Samuel 3, 18. Psalms 78 and 70. Paul was a slave to Christ. Romans 1, 1. Philipp, uh, Philipp, um, the Philipp, um, Philippians 1, 1 and Titus 1, 1. James was a slave to God, James 1.1. Jude was a slave to God, Jude 1. The prophets were the slaves of God, Amos 3.7, Jeremiah 7.25. I'm just saying, Christ's believers are all said to be slaves of Christ. Mm-mm. What you fighting? Okay, let me answer that one thing because I know we keep, we keep, I'm not a slave. He called me friend. Ain't that what he said? He did, right? He did. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Hold on. I'm almost done. Hold on. Go to with me, minister. Ready? Go to John 15. Go to John 15. Go to John 15, 12. Again, this is in the red.
1: This is my commandment.
0: Hold on. Which version you got? Yeah, yeah. You got New King James? Amplified. You want
1: the New King James?
0: uh, Yeah, do New King James.
1: This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Stop. You, you,
0: you're my friend if you do what I ask you to do or what I tell you to do. That's You're my friend then. No, otherwise that you still servant. See, you got to be a servant first before you can be his friend. Okay, come on, make it plain. Okay, most of us just we're no longer we friends now. Wait a minute, he said, "If (laughs) this is my commandment, he tells you already. This is a command. Command means direction. Correct? All right, this is the direction that you need to go if you want to be my friend." This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. That's it. Come on now. No longer do I call you servants. Okay. Come on now. Let, let's let's take it back to the top. We might have missed that again. Come on, let's go here. This
1: is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends mm. if you do whatever I command you.
0: If you do whatever I command you, you are my friends. He said, keep my commandments. Then you're my friend. That's a criteria to be his friend. You, you stu- how are you going to jump from servant to friend and you, you're not faithful? I can't trust you with the treasures of the kingdom. A servant don't know what the master is going to do. But a friend, you share. See, we, he kept, Paul kept saying, I'm a slave, I'm a slave, I'm a slave, I'm a bond slave. Holy Spirit, okay, but the scriptures say that. That you say you are no longer servants, but we're friends. Then keep reading. If you keep my commandments, then we can be friends. (laughs) Woo! Okay. You want to finish that out? Start at the top. Start at the top again. (laughs) Number 12. Verse 12.
1: This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you.
0: Go to 17 all the way. Go ahead.
1: Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, Mm. for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, mm-hmm. he may give you. Mm-hmm. These things I command you, that you love one another.
2: Okay.
0: See, we got everybody asking him for all these things. You're not his friend. <laughs> ask what you will. You haven't been servant. You haven't denied yourself. Ask what you will. See, he's worked. See he can't lie. He got a criteria, though. When you pray. He <laughs> got a criteria. When you pray. Now ask that we are friends. Then the spirit gonna come in and bear witness our father that you are his. See ain't no, I, this is the season for fruit inspection. It <laughs> Renee, it's good. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. We gotta get this thing right. What is he saying? It's so much here. Oh, my goodness. Woo. My goodness. The relationship between believers and believers. (laughs) This is what he's talking about right here. This is what he's talking about. (laughs) How believers relate to others is critical and important. (laughs) Division will destroy a body of people quicker than any other single thing. Division. Division can destroy the body of Christ. Division can uh, destroy fellowship of believers. Division can destroy the witness of believers. Division uh, can destroy a human soul seeking God. Oh, man. Too many are known more for their grumbling. They're complaining, they're murmuring, they're divisiveness. Oh, that's a word right there. A divisive person. The Bible said that divisive person kicked them out of the camp. That's what the Bible says. A divisive person. A divisive person. Inspect your fruit. Are you, divis- are you that divisive person? That, everybody, that everybody's wrong and you're right all the time? A stock clock is right twice a day, right? Okay, I know you heard that one. <laughs> My goodness, nothing cuts the heart of Jesus more than a self-centered and divisive and divisive behavior. The relationship of believers to each other is critically important. See, we these little things; these little things that we miss how we treat one another. That's what he was telling you in here. Okay. Uh, Almost finished. I'm going to teach you with some stuff because I got got one one more (laughs) thing in here. I I didn't get... Okay. Hold on. In verse 12 there, that's the supreme command of believers, is to love each other. They are to love one another just as Jesus has loved them. Do you understand how much he loved you? Because if I did, I would treat you and understand why you do what you do. And I would be more patient with you. See, we don't treat, we don't know the love of God. Just how can I express that to you if I don't know what he's done for me? And to the extent that he's done it. Over and over again for you. Man, come on, y'all. Come on. That's that love supreme. That's his love supreme. Jesus is clear about what he means. He loved men so much that he paid the ultimate price. He died and sacrificed his life for men. So when you get saved, do you have that understanding that when you did Romans 10-9, you really understood? See, this is how we can have these kind of fake and false conversions because, first of all, you haven't been taught And haven't experienced the love of God. If you have never had anybody forgive you for something you know you did continuously. See, we we haven't experienced. How many of y'all experienced the love of God? Well, to be saved, you would have to. But it has to be expressed through you. That's the hiccup. You get to show forth Christ to your brother and sister. Amen. hmm Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to jump all the way down here. Yeah, I'm going to jump all the way down here. Hold on a second here. Oh, let me go right here. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to go jump right back in Philippians. Philippines. Philippi. Just many young people, oh, man, I want to get to saints, sanctification. Oh, my God, there's so much in here, the so, so only thing with sanctification. Yeah, I got you. I'm almost done. Yes, ma'am. I was going to teach you about the three sanctifications, but we'll get in there. Oh, some good stuff, man. We're got we going to learn when you come to Walker Mentor. We're going to learn some stuff. Y'all going to learn how to walk this thing out for real. So when you meet the Lord, you sent that little short pastor, he was on point. And he's going to say, come on in. (laughs) You've been taught the right thing. Come on in. I'm checking your fruit right now. How much did you grumble while you were sitting there? You know, people do that. People be hissing and stuff. They don't think I don't hear them back up here. <laughs> I ain't Pastor, I ain't. Pastor, I ain't. Yeah, they do. See, but I love you past that. Amen. Just know that I do know. Be Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> sitting right there. I, I ain't giving all that past. I ain't doing that. Nah. No. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. There you do. (laughs) I don't agree with you one bit. (laughs) There you do. There you do. There you do. In my study, I studied this and it said this in the Hebrew, the Aramaic. Yes, yes, I know. Mm -mm. Yeah, you do. You're not going to teach up here and God don't speak to you about the sheep. But see, I don't respond to you like you respond to me. Love always takes the higher. See, I want to make sure I'm not being a stumbling block. And you're supposed to make sure that you're not a stumbling block to each other. Amen? Okay. Like, they, think you don't hear them. Think you don't sit up here and you don't hear what they're saying. Hmm. In the dream, in the vision of night. God to show me. <laughs> oh, y'all think I'm joking. See, what's funny, they sitting there me like, dang, that wasn't. <laughs> That's real. Was real. You don't agree with everything I say. That's okay. What I'm gonna help you with that. What I'm gonna help you with is what you should be saying is that I don't understand that. Holy Spirit, show me what my pastor is really saying. Help me to understand. If your pastor, see it's a way to respond when you don't understand something. The worst thing you can do is sit here and don't want to be here. That's right. And then you put a rift in the atmosphere. And then you got to pass it at like No, I can check that. In the spirit, in love. See, but like, don't. That's why I thought it was so disrespectful when you fall asleep when somebody teach you. Okay. Normally I just let that go, but man, I tell you, when I see, I see you falling and you can't see you falling, Got to wake you up in the spirit. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all all right when I do these little pastor breaks? I have to. Because people just, when you're deceived, you're deceived. And you don't care what nobody say. I'm not deceived. I'm not deceived. It's why it's called Deception. Just like I told you, Satan don't never come. Knock, knock, I'm Satan. He don't come. He's deceiving. He's deceptive. He's coming as deception. So, man, when we get, when we get this right, see, then I, we can go into deeper things. And, I mean, really things that are happening that are going to come upon the earth. All the stuff that you've been watching on the internet that you don't understand. The don't, Nephilim. Don't, don't jump ahead. Don't jump ahead. But you're supposed to know these things. You're supposed to have an understanding and know where demons come from. You're supposed to know the origin of those things. You are to know those things. Because anything that you're ignorant in the kingdom, he can use against you. And put the cart before the horse. All right, there you go. And that's what we try to do. I'm, I want to know about the Nephilim, but you ain't got down Romans 10 nine yet. I want to learn all the Hebrew and Greek, but you still have this condition going on. It's called deliverance. You ain't done that yet. We want to know all of these types of things, but when it comes to the little foxes, we stumble and fall. We stumble and fall. And guess what? And the only person deceived is you. Only you. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop. And it's a time and for those things and you should know these things because we, we are to know those things but you need to have it in the right perspective CERN and all these things that's going on with transhumanism all these types of things that's going to help and the thing the enemy trying to get you out of here and take that mark and everything it don't just come out here take it no it's a gradual progression it's a nulling down of your consciousness and keeping you blind and then most pastors don't even go in these areas and don't understand that they don't do that so but they're scared well you should be scared if you're going to teach them wrong let somebody come in there who do know because you are required to know he's counting on you not knowing he's counting on us not knowing You know, once you understand what transhumanism is and all these type of things, AI and how you already been inundated in it with your smartphones and everything. No, what's going to really be scary is 5G. Oh, pastor, yeah, because the chemtrails that are in the air. And you've been breathing in all these little nanobites all this time oh, wait a minute, that was on the Kingsman. Yeah, just, just like that. Right. Counting on you, you're not understanding it. <laughs> I just had to dabble in there. I, I just had to dabble in it just a little bit because those are the things that, that we are unaware. As the body of Christ, we are unaware of how he's going to do what he's going to do. And you need to be taught in the right way. You need to have somebody who understands so you don't go off. On your own, you got to have discernment. This is what this is really good. And the last thing that I'm going to read here, um, can you go to Philippians again, so we can close this out, so we can get teacher ample time. Uh, Philippians uh, one, and go down to um, nine and ten. And
1: this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more mm. and extend to its fullest development and knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of mm. acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital mm. and approve what and approve and prize what is excellent mm. and of real value, mm. recognizing wow. the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences and that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless, mm-hmm. so that with heart sincere and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling Ooh. nor causing others to stumble.
0: My God. See, going, always going back to that day that you've been unaware of. The day that Christ is coming. I'm, i am got to prepare you. Woo, that means your, your love and your discernment has got to be sharpened. Yeah. All right, all right. This is some good teaching right here. (laughs) Glory to God. Oh, my God. There's a mark of growing and discerning of love. Love in the Bible never focuses on good feelings. Feelings may... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Feelings may and usually do come to a person who truly loves another person, okay? I'm not saying that you, you do. That's God put that there. But feelings are never the focus, not with true love. Ah, hey? yes. oh, okay. Oh, all right. Listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, my goodness. What then is the focus? Oh, check this out. The focus... Of love is knowledge. Wow. Mm, 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 that's what it said in the word that you grow. Okay, they didn't hear that. Did. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ooh, listen to this. Check this out. The focus of love is knowledge. If you truly love someone. You want to know that person. In fact, amen, you want to know all you can about that person. Mm -mm. The force of love is judgment. Hmm. The word means intelligence or discernment. If you truly love someone, we not only want to know person, But we want to learn all we can about that person. We want to gather all the intelligence and facts possible and discern them so that we can please that person. I'm studying you because I want to please you. I'm learning you because my objective is to please you. I love you. See, this is what, oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my God. Am I going too deep? Good. (sighs) Maybe a couple of people said, didn't say nothing. All right. (laughs) If you truly love someone, you want to know that person. You're gathering intelligence. You're gathering facts. Possible and discern that you want to, to discern them. You want to please that person. My goodness. Paul here, I love Paul. Paul is just it. Paul wants the believer Believers love to grow more and more. We need to know more and more about Christ and each other. See, we don't come to, this is not how they've been teaching us that we need to know more and more about him. No, they want to teach you about you. (laughs) I thought you were supposed to be dead. Okay, what you doing with feelings then? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Hold up. Mm -mm, I'm gonna let you go just a second here. Hold on. Take a deep breath. We need to know more and more about Christ and each other. We need to gather more and more understanding, more and more discernment, more and more intelligence about each other. The more we know about Christ and each other, the more our love for each other will grow. Oh, are you seeking him like that? Okay. What a privilege. What a privilege. What a privilege. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, teacher, I'm, I'm going to have to stop because I got like three points I need to make and I can't make them in the time that's allotted. No, I'm going to be obedient. God. dog! Oh, that's oh, Come on, here, get that mic before I say something here. <laughs> okay. Last thing? Last thing? Come on, teach up with me. Okay, last thing. Get rid of the mic. Okay. All right. A growing love is needed to... Listen, a, a growing love is needed to approve things that are excellent. It is not enough just to know what is right and wrong. Okay. It is not enough just to do what is right. Sometimes the choice is better than good and excellent. Listen, listen to that. Sometimes the choice is is between, excuse me, It's between the good and excellent, uh, the acceptable and the best. Uh -uh. Only a growing love will stir us to choose the excellent and the best. The more we love the Lord, the more we will choose the excellent and best for him. Uh Uh-uh, for him, for him, not you, for him. The more we love each other, the more we love, we choose the excellent and best for each other. The more we fall in love with God, the more we know of him, the more we're going to love each other. Oh, my goodness. And we're going to choose the best and the excellent for you. Okay, Maybe you didn't understand it. It's not just good just to know right and wrong. Sometimes the choice is between the good and the excellent. The acceptable and the best. That's sometimes that's your choice. And that husband, I don't want the acceptable. I want the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hmm Till you grow in your love, you'll be able to discern.
2: That's
0: the key. Because love allows you to see. Woo-hoo! That's it. That's it. I don't. I'm gonna stop! She give me that look. <laughs> Y'all got that? Sometimes it ain't you. You gonna have to see, and then I was, you gotta, and you should be known for an excellent spirit, not a good spirit. You should be known for an excellent spirit. When you love, it allows you to discern what is excellent and what is good, what is acceptable and what's best. Come on, it, love allows you to see, to yeah, deserve. mm. mm, mm. Amen. My goodness, I'm closing the book. because she, she just got home, I want to stay in the good grace with her. <laughs> it is. That's the excellent way. Most excellent Most excellent. <laughs> Most excellent. Hey, teacher? Hi downstairs.
2: I really hope that uh, we in, not in, not only enjoy the word of God, but actually it became a part of your thoughts. So which means now that is part of your mind. Uh-huh. That's my prayer, is that what you've heard thus far is now part of your own thoughts. Because if not, you're not going to live it out. Um, That's why a lot of times we we sit here and we hear the man, but we don't hear the creator through the man. If we would be honest, I'm not even going to go through that, but uh, if we would be honest, uh, a lot of times we just hear the man pastor and not hear the creator through the man. And when you're not hearing the creator through the man, you can't grow and thus some of our life remains the same. And we this is where the deception is is that you you think you're really growing and because you're reading the word you're coming to church, but you're not because your thoughts are not changing. If you're still having the same thoughts and same conversation with your spouse or with your children or with yourself, you're not changing which means that you're hearing the word of God as mere words of men. And so you have to ask yourself, why my life is not changing? When I come to church, I'm just hearing words, and it's not the voice of the creator. Uh, You're going to have to learn how to submit to the man and woman of God. Because obviously God has placed spiritual leaders in your life for that. But if you're going to be rebellious, and you rebellious people, we often see what happens to rebellious children. They become runaways. They get on drugs, alcohol. They enter into prostitution. Hear me. I want the young ones to know as well, and the older ones, is that you don't want to become rebellious adults. Okay. If we would just revisit very quickly, uh, try to do this in about seven minutes, because uh, it's historical fact, and it's a proven fact. After you have listened to any information a certain amount of time, you time out. Unless you have become to be a really disciplined listener, just the practical. I'm not even getting to the spiritual. To, you have to learn to listen. And if you haven't learned and continue to learn to practice to listen, again, you stop learning. And just just a natural part of how we process a certain percentage of information. So you have listened for about maybe an hour and a half. You probably only obtain of that maybe 10%. Okay. If you really want to grow, you're gonna have to learn some listening skills. Because once you, not to just hear, but to listen. Mean, mean, how do I acquire knowledge? How do I really take away important information? What God is saying. Not the in-between talks, but what God is really saying to us. Because if not, again... Uh, Give you a prime example. You got some uh, students who are on the dean list. Just because you're on the dean list, still don't mean that you're you're intelligent. You know why? Because a lot of people they can retain information, but they can't internalize information. Hmm? Yeah, they can recap what you said, and, or because they have a f- photographic memory. They're able to do that. So what makes a person to be intelligent is that you've gained knowledge and you actually execute what you've gained. All right. So in Proverbs 20, was it twenty seven fourteen or something like that? Nineteen? Eighteen. All right, let's briefly quickly go there. You all know every time I seem to travel, uh, that elevation seemed to elevate me. Uh, went to Vegas, but I went there 14 years ago, and wasn't my experience wasn't the same. Uh, 14 years or so ago, when I went, um, I was married to Christ. So when you're not married to Christ and you're a Christian, sin don't bother you. That's bad. Being around sin, you don't hate it. Hear me. Those who are, that say you are Christians, if you're not married to Christ, being around sin, you don't, it don't bother you. You don't hate it. I went this time, and I'm telling you, I hate sin. Hated so much, I kept saying, I hate Vegas. It wasn't Vegas. It was a heightened awareness of sin. And uh, I went for the job training. Um, I mean, why do you have to have a meeting in Vegas? Business meeting in Vegas for two days. Um, and when I say hate, that's just mildly putting it. I mean, I was hating it. Um, not just about how people were carrying themselves, but the fact that even when I was there, I felt as though I was not free. I was, you know, beyond all the smoke everywhere, I mean, they smoking everywhere. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's just life. I'm like, oh, these people not going to live long. I mean, everybody's smoking. They, they have dress. They not dress at all, and it's just they got the kids there, the kids with them, and all these places they're going. It's legal to smoke weed, so I'm like, I'm the, And I'm making myself a target. I'm just coughing and choking. Oh, my God, somebody got weed? What's going on? (laughs) Clenching my purse. And it was a mess. I mean, I mean, it was was just a mess. Um, And then I was saying it so much out loud. I thought I was saying to myself that a couple of people that I was with, um, colleagues were looking at me like, what's wrong? Because then I I found myself just shaking my head in total disgust. I said, uh, I just hate Vegas. I kept saying it. It's not bad, you know. They paid hotel, all the food, charge all to the room, everything. I mean, finest restaurant. I mean, I wanted to come home. I wanted to be. I was grieving from not being around the righteousness. I don't know if you feel like when I go out of town, I. I'm grieving. I need to be back around righteousness. I, that's why I don't like vacations. I'm telling you, I don't. It's all right. I, I take a leave it. All right. Let me get back to the house of the Lord amongst the word and the saints. But uh, do what you feel. Proverbs. Let's go there. Oh, I did witness to someone. So let me tell you that real quick. So I had a 24-year-old. You, have to ask, you didn't leave me with much time. I had a 24-year-old guy to actually try to talk to me. He thought I was his age or whatever. Um, so I ended up witnessing to him, and it really started with his purpose, and we went on from there. But uh, I, I figured, Lord, I'm going to go ahead and witness to somebody while I'm here. So I actually did that. So we can go there. Minister Shamir.
1: Whoever tends the fig tree shall eat its fruit. So he who patiently and faithfully guards and heeds his master shall be honored.
2: So go back to the first verse about the fig tree. So he who guards his fig tree.
1: Whoever tends the fig tree shall eat its fruit.
2: Okay, whoever tends, so why is he talking about the fig tree? Oh. Uh, um, first of all, to tend to he's saying to continuously take care of cuz a fig tree and um, historically uh a Egyptian uh, tree fig tree you find in in Egypt is that it would produce fruit seven times throughout the year and it had to it had to have this really me intensive care for this tree. So it's saying for you as a fig tree, you are to constantly care, be on watch, constantly watch over yourself to produce. Just to give you a short version, short version. And it's talking about your righteousness. continuously, every day, give intensive care that you live a righteous life so that you produce. And the weight is the, the keeping. And also, to ensure that you take proper care, you had to draw near To Christ. You are to ensure that you draw near to Christ every day. Something we know, but obviously not what we do. Obviously, God wants to remind us of this. Uh, In Philippians, just give it to you short. When we talk about love, I believe God is saying is that When I leave, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send my comforter to you, which is Holy Spirit. I believe this love that we're talking about is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit allows us to know. He He is the knowledge. He is the intellect. He said, I won't leave you comfortless. Then he also says, I've given you, yeah, I have not given you the spirit of fear. Fear, again, these are, we're dealing with thoughts. But I've given you power, love, and a sound mind. Sound, again, we're dealing with our thoughts and how you're going to reason. Love. So when we think about love, this is not the love that we, we are familiar with. This love is that you know. When I saw a pastor after 14 years or so of being separated, it was a knowing. 18 years of being separated. There was a knowing. And this is Holy Spirit. Which is love, because he causes you to know and have insight of things that you don't know of. This is why we are in the victory also was not only nourishment, but it was healing. This is why when we do have sickness, it's because of Fear. And love casts out all fear. Love casts out, again, it's, this is our, what we're thinking. This is, again, why he tells us to meditate on him day and night. So where where are we when it comes to everything Pastor really talked about, what he really uh, has been talking about tonight is stewardship. Because when we... He spoke about slave. So to me, it all still meant one thing. It was just a growing, just like a caliper that becomes a butterfly for me. So the slave, the servant, and then friend. So I have to first be willing to lay down my life. And that's the question. How have you laid down your life? And then once I'm willing to lay down my life, then I'm a servant. And servant means I have no disposal time for myself. Because you know why? I'm not living for myself. Or are you? So, if you want your life to actually really match the word, you're going to have to actually match the word. A servant. So, he laid down his life. He was a friend to you first. Because he laid down his life. And now, you have to lay, only then are you his friend when you lay down your life. that's part of it when you lay down your life because that's what you're going to be living for you're going to be living for the master wow i just got a question we we're nodding our head right we're saying yes We're nodding our heads. I'll just give you a few seconds. Why do we say yes, but we live no? Why do we say yes, Greg, but we live no? What is that? Can I get an honest? Anybody that been saying, yes, but you're living the life, no. <laughs> Do you want help? Do you want to change? Why even come? Why come? I don't, I don't get it. If things are not right at home, at home, inside of you, within... Why don't you want it right at home? Inside of you, why don't you want it right? It's like you're going to the doctor, you're saying you're sick, you want to be healing, but you get there and you say no. And you get, exactly, you get there and say nothing wrong. That's what you're doing when you come and sitting here. Right, yeah, nothing's wrong. I'm good. it's all about we need to grow we need to grow you're gonna have to see you're gonna have to really see look at you look at everyone in your home and be honest with what you really see Look at you. I don't know if I got a point of finger. You ain't doing this. And I don't know, now, but you won't. Do. No, look at you. Then you begin to examine each other, even with the business leadership thing. That, and I've often said this to you all. How come we don't do a performance evaluation on our Christian walk, but we do it at jobs? You do it in the military. You get evaluated, don't you? So, okay but do you do that in your spiritual walk don't, answer, don't, don't answer but I'm just going to throw that out because you know the answer to us is no because we don't value our spiritual walk because there's no real reward that we see and when you don't meet the performance what happened demoted, fired suspended, laid off We got to meet and gather and talk and see, you know, if you, you, what happened here? Right? Hold on. Right? Uh, Don't, you know, I'm going to come at you now. Don't be looking dumb-faced at me. The enemy's not playing with you. If your job ain't playing with you and laying you off and suspending you, then, what makes you think you can come in the kingdom and act like this? You do have to produce. If not, what would a job do? I need you to say, because I guess you just don't believe, even though it's probably happened to some of us. Get laid off, fired. Some people, you, you, yeah, ODU, you have a, it's a grievance. You got to go, it's almost like a trial. You, you are suspended for a while until they meet to discuss. What is this? I was thoroughly upset because when I go with uh uh with ODU to these business meetings, these leaders i mean they coming together sharing their ideas and how they can grow and be better at what they do and and they actually be doing it. they got their their kPI the key performance indicators, the key performance indicator what are the key things? That we can identify that you are performing. What indicates that? What indicates that with you? What are some key things about your performance in the kingdom of God that we could point to? Because we're going to be. It's not that. We're evaluating, but we have to. We have to evaluate ourselves, the ministry, and you all. We have to to see if we're progressing and growing, are we pleasing God? I'm always going to be the reminder. Are we performing spiritually to where, where we're pleasing God? I'm a I'm never gonna allow us to come here. And it's you know, we and you can tell we always have to be checked like this. You know why? Because we're not very really serious about this. We're serious about work. You serious about that paycheck that they can lay you off from mm-hmm. fear. You. You're real serious about that. Mm-hmm. You're serious about status. Mm-hmm. You're serious about a little title. You're serious about the things you want to do. Go out of town, spend about two hundred dollars, ask you to do something to sold to advance the kingdom. Can't, don't have it. But we can do some of those things, right, Avery? How thank you for praying. I've started very deeply in my book, Hard Word for Hard Life. And it starts in this ministry first. God's requiring us to live up to his standards, not our standards. Amen. And you can't keep telling God you're gonna you're gonna try them this week. You, you know, I, and I kind of tried you last month and didn't quite work out. But I, I'm gonna try you, I'm gonna try you this month. It has to be all or nothing, and it has to be now, people of God.
0: Yeah, that's part of us watching.
2: Amen. Amen. Inspect the
0: fruit. Amen. 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 So, Amen. Hey, yeah, we're going to close out. But this is what Paul was doing. This is all Paul was doing with the Philippians. They were so bonded in love. He didn't have to have a title. He didn't have to have anything. And this is because the. Ministry, were one with their leader. That's where we should be a striving to get to so we can really function as that one cell organism when we love each other and love God. We can't do one without the other. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Please stand to your feet. Mm-hmm. That's all Paul did. Paul went to church to church correcting, making sure we get in there right, make sure the door, the wolves ain't coming in. This is what Paul was doing all the time. Hallelujah. Man, let's bow our hearts. My right, God. Who he chasing, the Bible says he loves. Lord, bring it on. Because he loves us. He's precious. He's jealous over us, he said. He wants us to get it right. Don't want to come to him empty-handed full of faith, full of love, let's have that witness for real, amen, that testimony, Father in the name of Jesus, we bless you, we give you glory for this moment, Father, oh, we know the love that you have for us, that you wouldn't allow us to be led astray or deceived, Father, with your word, bring thy truth, thy word is truth, Father. We honor you today we bless you father i thank you for the people that came out today father to hear your word now we there's a pruning that takes place now new growth can take a uh, place in that spot father what was cut off father we thank you right now father that we shall bear much fruit father we honor you father we love one another father as we love you we ask for safe passages as our, we travel to our homes tonight father my prayers that we stay in the glory father open up their understanding as they sleep tonight father speak to them holy spirit minister to them father give them clarity understanding of what they receive tonight in the word father we know that there are two opposing kingdoms the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness father we know that love is what feels the kingdom of light and anger and bitterness and strife and all those other things that fuel the kingdom of darkness father but you say you overcome evil with good so father we thank you that the unity father that's between us in this place father shared abroad in our hearts we bless you we give you glories in Jesus